Oh, that's camera. Faption. Hello. Yes, hello. You probably just heard a bunch of rustling and shit. Yeah, as we were getting into position for this episode. Getting of, into position for some nice sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. Of, of the close kind. Yeah. Um, I was thinking a funny thought on the way over here, uh, and that was, you know in gangster films where they talk about, like, got a nice little thing going here. You ever hear that phrase? Nice what, little- what's the context? Well, like, let's say... They have started selling drugs in the, in in a spot in the movie, and they don't want to tell their boss because their boss will demand a cut of the action. So they're just doing it like on the side, and they be like, "We got a nice thing going here," you know. Oh, it's like when uh, you make some cash money and you don't tell the government. Yes, exactly, exactly. Not that I've ever done that. Yeah, precisely what I'm talking about. And uh, I was thinking, what would be funny was. Um, if, like, an Italian man was doing that exact same, like, argument, but to a girl about his penis. We got a nice little thing going on Yeah, here. we got a nice little thing here. It's got a nice little thing here, you know. Why don't you put it in your mouth, you know. Just I don't want to tell, about, tell my boss about it, otherwise he's going to want to cut. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, don't, don't tell my actual girlfriend, don't tell my wife that I'm doing this, you know. Otherwise, she's going to want a piece too, you know, something like that. I haven't fucked her in years. I haven't fucked her. <laughs> she won't let me fuck it, you know. Yeah, so I was, I was laughing about that. Um, stupidly, uh, I saw the connection there, but um, I don't know if anyone else will. Yeah. Oh, so welcome back to the most unlistenable pod. I was about to say I was nearly gonna slap you, berate for, me, yeah, berate you for forgetting, and um, but no, you remembered, and I'm very glad about My that. My one task. Mm. So I went on a date recently. Mm-hmm. Um. That was nice. It was in Cottesloe, which I felt way too... Is that like a bougie place? It was very bougie. It was very, very bougie. We ha- I had Eggs Benny, and in my opinion, they didn't put enough hollandaise sauce over it. Um, I like a lot of hollandaise sauce. But the salmon that and bacon I had with it was very good. But the hash browns were too fancy. You know, like they were these handcrafted ornate pieces of shit. I just like, like I like good quality hollandaise. I like good quality eggs. I like good quality bacon and salmon. But I just want the hash browns to be the cheapest, shittest McDonald's and, hash browns. And the brown. biggest, most juicy, mm. oily. Yeah. Yeah. Like crispy. Like this, these hash browns at this place were just too well, like... They were clearly very wanky. They were clearly for someone with a much bigger budget than I. Um, everything else, though, was great. The coffee was fantastic. Uh, you like your uh, hash browns how you like your partners? Cheap and dirty. Yeah. yeah. Oily. Oily. <laughs> I don't know about oily. Um, uh, did get a root uh, a week ago, which was nice, I guess. Yes, no, it was nice. Um, it was after a drunken night out where I had done a little bit of naughty stuff. Um, so I needed to, we, we went hard for the first 20 minutes, got soft, took a half hour break, cuddled, talked, came back strong in the second half, got the job done. And uh, that was nice. Um, 
So yes, that was uh, that was a good route. Um, and then I did the walk of shame in the morning. And literally, as I was waiting for the Uber, the cops pulled up out the front and they saw me wearing no shoes, holding my shoes in my hand. And they were like, are you okay, mate? And I'm like, I'm just waiting for an Uber. <laughs> and so that was a very funny uh, altercation. Um, and then they arrested you for loitering. Well, no, thankfully they let me carry on. I did, you know. It's interesting that white people never get arrested for loitering. The dodgiest fucking taxi driver tried to fucking extort me on. That sounds like every taxi driver ever. Honestly, because. What's with the taxi drivers and they like, they take you somewhere and it's like $10 and they hit a button and it's like 30 bucks. And you're like, yeah, what the no, fuck's that button? No, exactly. No, this this motherfucker was like, because it, but the issue is so like met this girl at a club, and she was like, "Do you want to come back to mine?" I'm like, "I'm with friends. Can I message you later?" And she was like, "Yeah, please do." Hung out with friends for another hour, hour or so, uh, and then she, I message her and I'm like, "Hey, can I come over?" And she was like, "Yes, please do." I fucking wait for the Ola, wait for the Ola, wait for the Ola. Every, it was like a $25, $30 distance, which no Ola really wants. They all want the big 50, 60 juicy fucking. The areola. Yeah. They want the big 50, $60 trip. Um, So they're all canceling on me. So I thought, fuck it. I'll just get a cab. I thought you were going to walk further away so they'd go. No. <laughs> the, the, I don't have the juice in my legs at that time. I am fucking had, I had that much tequila in my system. I was fucked. Anyway, this I, sorry, so I, I hail a cab. Cab gets me there. And like this guy can't have been out like this ride can't have been worth more than $40. He gets there and it's like, so $70, man. Like, I'm like, fuck no. Eventually, like, I negotiated with him for 50. And then it, like... I didn't realize you could haggle a taxi driver. Dude, well, no. This guy was... This guy was... I was... I wasn't haggling for the ride. I was haggling for the extortion. This guy was, like... You know what? If I probably just got up and walked out of the car, probably would have gotten away with it because for the whole, like, extortion thing. But in my mind, I was way too pissed to be, like... To comprehend that. Like... And I was way yeah. too horny too. I just wanted to get to the root. And then if, but yeah, so the more disagreeable you are, you probably could have gotten up and been like, this is an outrage. And then, Well, like I was way too nice on the car ride there. And the guy in fairness was very nice to me, but like he got there and then the extortion happened. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this car ride cannot have been worth more than 30 to $40. And he gets there and he tries to take me for $75 and I managed to get him back down to 50 but I still felt like I felt so much more violated than the girl I was about to root. Yeah. And yeah, that just, I could, I could not believe that. Like just that level of like blatant fucking, uh, um, extortion from a, from a cab driver and taxis then, and taxi drivers then wonder why they are going out of business. It's like, well, why are they going to be made obsolete in no shortage of time? It's weird. Like, you have to pay a lot of money to be a taxi driver too, I think. Like, for the cab, the thing, the sign. So, what? For the... Not to be an older driver, though. Like, I know there's a sign-up thing and obviously you've got to pay Uber their fare and all of that stuff. But, 
what taxi drivers or actual company taxi drivers have to pay like a big thing too, do they? I believe so. That sucks for them. Mm. Taxi sign costs. I don't know. I'm just going to Google it. Google Google. This is interesting. This is a different dynamic. Normally, I'm the one Googling up facts and Martin is Googling something. Martin's um, becoming a better and better host every episode. I'm not a host. Uh, what do you mean you're not a host? Well, I'm a co-host. Yeah, yeah, host, co-host. Yeah. You're not on tomorrow's episode, though, are you, fuckhead? No, I'm an ECC. Come check me out. It'll be too late. But then once you hear this... Actually, I think th- I think if I get this episode sent today, that it will come out tomorrow. So. Oh, well, you can come watch me at ECC. Yeah, tonight. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. At 7 o'clock at ECC if in Northbridge. If you're interested, George Cook. At- is George Cook's performing? No, I'm just talking to him directly. Oh, right, okay. Oh, I was excited. Like, <laughs> Fuck! I've never seen him perform, but he messages me shit all the time, and I'm always so happy to hear from him as the sole listener of the podcast. No, we actually hit a uh, a thousand uh, regular streams um, uh, a day. today. So we like, no, we, we hit like yeah we hit the thousand stream a month uh, benchmark. Oh, cool! Which was yeah really cool, right? So I was pretty happy with that. Um, there's a thousand people that listen to this shit mm. that has no real aim mm. there's no theme honestly they're probably going to kill themselves soon um, and some of them probably should would you love to do that like, I'd love I'd love it if, it's a joke <laughs> <laughs> I would love to uh, do that in terms of like befriending a piece of shit person like someone I know for a fact is a piece of shit and like a horrible, horrible person. And then they try and confide in me and they go, uh, uh, I'm in such a dark place at the moment. I feel like killing myself and just saying to them, well, you should consider that more seriously. <laughs> oh, that's what this relationship is. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never tell you to do that. You know I like you. Actually, I have said multiple times and you haven't tried to... Stop you from killing yourself? No, you always try to stop me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you t- did you tell Luke about that bit from last week's episode of like, um, no, Luke, don't kill yourself. I'll have to pay more rent. No, I never said that. Uh, <laughs> that was a very funny bit, I felt like. Well, this week, uh, another bit that I'm trying to write is about I mean, th- like, I saw a daddy long legs. Oh, yeah. I like this one. Yeah. Just hanging around. And then I'm like, what a daddy long legs is a really weirdly sexual name for a spider. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's, you got tarantula, funnel web, daddy long legs. Like, yeah. it feels, it feels sexual. Yeah. Like the name of a transvestite stripper. I never said that, but I like. Well, oh. I was thinking more like a a male stripper that's like also a basketball player or something. Uh yeah. I um, you know what? It's crazy how because I have this friend at work, Lindsay, and she is dating this guy who's a PT, very nice guy from what I've heard. But I've seen photos of him, and apparently he used to be a male stripper, which is incredible because it's like he's incredibly short. And it's very weird to get the mixed signals from women because I feel like women can never decide what they're into 
because in, in like I, I I was talking to this one girl um and because we were hooking up and she was like oh I like she was showing me all the photos of guys she finds attractive and it's pretty assorted like there wasn't really one type they're all tall no no oh. no no they are not this is where it gets interesting I'm a short ass, but she was showing me photos. It was ranging from everything from like AFL kind of guys to rugby type of guys to these really fat fuckers to these guys who look like twinky gay soccer players, femboys and things like that. And I was just thinking like, there's no discernible pattern in here. Like some of it- Except that they all have a dick. Except that they all have a dick. And it made me think like, oh, you like- there's because when she showed me the giant fat fuck, I was honestly like, yeah, this is concerning no. because what, what, why are you hooking up? I, I don't think I'm that fat. I've been losing weight. So that made me very self conscious. And then she showed me the AFL player, and I'm like, well, I know I'm not that good looking. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then like she showed me the rugby player, and it's like, well, I know I don't fuck as aggressively as he does. And then she showed me the femboy and it's like, well, I know I'm not that smooth. I'm pretty hairy. So it was like- You're actually just the the middle of all those Venn that's, diagrams. That's my thing. And I'm like, I'm just the middle of- I'm the perfect combination of all of these sorts to result in not being attractive at all. Oh. So it was like, I can't make like, and it, like, all I could think was, why are we hooking up? I feel like I'm not attractive to you at all after going through this. And she was like, no, I find you attractive. And I'm like, I don't believe you. So yeah, that was my emotional trauma for the week. Emotional trauma? Yeah. Because all I could think about was how I'm like none of these people. And it was just such a weird, I could, like it was so polar opposites between all of them. To the point where I was just like, I was very disappointed I wasn't even one of them. Like, I was happy I wasn't the fat fuck. And I was happy I wasn't the femboy. Um, But, like, I suppose when I was a bit beefier and back when I was playing rugby a little bit, like, I could have passed off as a rugby player. And back when I was boxing, I was pretty lean, so maybe I could have been, like... You know, when I was boxing, I was probably so lean. I was probably like a muscly femboy to someone before I got really hairy. I was probably like, I was probably like some kind of pedophile's wet dream when I was boxing. Like 15, lean as hell, like not much body hair. Very, very little body hair at all, actually. Like there was probably at boxing matches and sparring sessions, there was probably some creepy dude cracking a mad fat to me um but that's probably that that was probably it so yeah so that's that was my emotional trauma for the week have you ever felt like that like um have i ever felt like that pedophile uh well we'll get into that in a second um i was like have you ever been hooking up with someone and you're wondering like how are you into me how how did i what are you trying to get from me? Like, how did I, how yeah. did you buy into this? I think every time. Mm. I think I saw a post that was talking about uh, imposter syndrome and how you don't feel like you're ever 
actually supposed to be there. Mm. But they said, I've given up on feeling like imposter syndrome. I've, I've flipped into con artist syndrome. Mm. Where it feels like, I'm like, yeah, I'm so good that I'm like tricking all these people into buying my shitty product mm. or something. I don't know. It's like a... I don't know how to explain this idea. Right. But you're basically convincing people that you are better than what you are, something like that? Yeah, but I don't believe it. Oh, of course not. Yeah. But I don't, does the con artist have to believe? Um, Not the whole time. Like, yeah. I do feel like the best con artists in the world have to... Buy into their own that, source. Well, or- they have to like get in the mindset of what they are selling. A little bit, you know, it's like... Well, it's tough when you're selling you. That's true. Because you know, we probably talked about this, but it's weird. Like, if someone likes me, I feel like that's a red flag because I know how faulty this product is. Well, you know, I was thinking on my two main relationships and I... Because this came up, like... I thought this at the time, like, why do you like me? Something's not right. Something's wrong with you if you like me, right? Yeah. That's the feeling. But do you ever get the feeling that, like, have you ever stayed with someone you shouldn't have? Like, they were they were putting you through some shit that you should not have been, like, going through? Yeah, I'd say so. Right. Do you think guys do that because... Guys want to be... Guys, I, I feel like it's a natural thing for guys to want to save something, to be a saviour of sorts. Yeah, I'd say that's potentially true for some people. Right. Which brings me to my next point of, um, like, do you think once that doesn't work a couple of times and we try to save something but it doesn't work out anyway, it goes to shit... Do you think guys like us build up this shelter of irony and like antisocial behavior so that no one can get through? But what we really want is for someone to like, we really want someone to like us enough to break through that shell, but it never happens. Yeah, that seems very healthy. <laughs> uh, I don't. I didn't need the fucking call out. Jesus. Um, no, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, well, if you really cared, you'd uh, break in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You. If. Yeah. If you really cared about me, you'd rock up on my doorstep. But that's I told like, you to fuck that's off. That's more your problem than their problem, for sure. Yeah. Of course it is. You know. But yeah. What do you mean you didn't break in? <laughs> Well, I do like I, I think like ultimately people just want to feel desired. If you really someone. cared about me, you'd push my boundaries and get inside and abuse my me. Ass. Yeah, and get inside. <laughs> no, well, I do feel like people just want to be like made to feel desired, you know? It's like everyone wants that, but I feel like men and women want that in different ways. Does that, if that makes sense? Yeah. I'm not making much sense here, am I? Well, what do, you, what do you think it is that women want versus what, what men want? I think men want, um, like, I think men ultimately just want someone who would, like, 
I just Rock want up. someone to get in my ass. Yes, that's exactly right. No, I think men ultimately want someone who would rock up for them, like, when they're feeling like shit without needing to say anything. It's like, uh, I feel like a lot of men want that. They just want someone where uh, someone would come to their fucking, like, mental, like, safe saviour, or be their mental saviour, in a time of need without them having to say anything. And then I feel like, I don't know, and I could be getting this wrong, but I feel like women want, I don't know what women want actually. No, it it baffles me. When When I think I hone in on something, they do something which makes, which totally throws me off course. And then I'm like- But it depends on the person as well. Yeah, everyone's different, but I do feel like there are enough similar patterns. You can kind of discern something, you know? But as a man, uh, talking for women, mm. I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. Because you hate them? No. Okay. Well, I won't go into detail because, you know, I don't want to compromise you in any way. Uh, I won't mention any names, but I did hear a snippet of a conversation you had with a lady last week on the phone where she said, you're really spiritual it was something along those lines i'm spiritual yeah i'm a spiritual lyrical miracle individual Mm. this was very weird because i'm not denying it but it seems out of character for you to see a girl who would say something like that mind you you are an anomaly in many other ways like i think i know one thing about you and then you go do something else which is like completely confounds me about you like, I think you're, like, very, very intelligent, and I still think that. But then you come out with shit like I thought uh, baked beans was just spaghetti. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> and it still fucking gets me every single time. That's what I thought. Mm. Well, you're wrong, but... Yeah. Well, I know that now, but yeah. until I was 25. Yeah, that's the other bit. Like, 25, like, this is something... Yeah, but, you know, I've got a long way to go. I'm 25 now. I figured that out a long time ago, man. It's Yeah. Well, I hadn't really eaten baked beans. You hadn't eaten baked beans? No. That seems odd being an Australian. I feel like baked beans I is such a... I ate a lot of spaghetti. I feel like baked beans is such a traditional uh, Australian staple. Yeah, but I, did, I didn't eat them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair but enough. then I ate them and I was like, no, they're definitely different. They are definitely different. Um... What do you think would be your go-to breakfast meal? Uh, where? Like a cafe, like a dome. I usually just go for the big breakfast. I'm a basic bitch. Basic bitch. I used to be a big breakfast boy, and now I feel like I'm a real eggs benny with salmon and bacon boy. Oh. Mm. That's my I, I do like the hollandaise. Yeah, I love a bit of hollandaise, eh? Have you ever had a hollandaise on pizza? No. Oof. Dude, game changer. Game changer. Next time we do an episode down at mine, I'll order us some Domino's uh, for dinner and we will um, we'll put on a movie and we'll have Domino's and I'll, I'll get I'll get some extras for it. The box with the dots. The box with the dots. That's my ex. It's your ex. <laughs> well, what dots was it? Herpes dots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was alluding to. Yeah, nice. Is there anything you want to tell us about your ex or are you worried about a defamation case? No, it was just a... Mm. joke this is hilarious uh recently in the news so like i don't know if you've been following the whole ben robert smith sas war crime trial 
I sure haven't. Well, basically, so it's not a criminal charge. It's not a criminal thing. War crime. Well, no, I'm, I'll get into it. What <laughs> he's done is illegal, but the whole case hasn't been a legal case. It's been a defamation case. So he was accused publicly by journalists in articles and things like that saying he accu- he committed war crimes in Afghanistan, right? He went. He chose to go to court to refute the claims. So it's not even a criminal case at this point. Like, oh, so he's just been accused. There's he, no. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. What What has come to so like? Let's say it, it's a little bit like this whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing. It's a similar scenario. So. Amber Heard accused Johnny Depp of being a domestic abuser. And then right? she left a war crime in his bed. Exactly. Similar thing. Um, Johnny Depp refuted the claims in... Ben Robert Smith is Johnny Depp in this scenario. The journalists are Amber Heard. They accuse them of something. Johnny Depp went to court for the defamation case to dispute the claims that he did not do these things. Ben Robert Smith went to court to like refute the claims that he did not do these things. First off, he's not even on trial for it. Like he's not even on trial for committing war crimes, but now he will be because he went to court in a defamation case and they verifiably proved that he committed war crimes. So now apparently I have, I've still, I'm, the, the issue is ongoing, but apparently now he has to go and face criminal court for his war crimes. Oh, so he's an idiot. Yeah. If he just shut his mouth, he probably would have been fine. That's that's the funniest you part. See, that's where me and him are different. Because if I had committed war crimes and someone was like, you've committed war crimes, I'd be too lazy to do anything about it. So. Yeah. You would have just been like, no comment. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the smart thing to do. Because he, in reality, the whole thing probably would have got completely brushed under the rug and would have been blown over and forgotten about. Because it's just a comment. It's just a comment. It's, There's it's, a billions of comments all the time. Exactly. Random shit. And because of his reaction to a comment, he could be facing a criminal uh, court. And the funny thing was, he didn't even rock up to court to hear the result of his defamation case. You know where he was? On Epstein's Island. Close enough. <laughs> Bali. Uh, he was in Bali, of all Epstein's places. Epstein's Bali. Yeah. That just seems so Australian. Like, oh, he's Australian. Well, Ben Roberts, yeah, he's an he's a he's an SA, he's an Australian oh, SAS okay. war hero. He was he like got really famous. Well, not a hero anymore. Not anymore. Um, but yeah, he, he was like a Victorian cross winner, which is like the highest medal you can get in the Australian military. And it seemed, it seems so, it seems so Australian to not rock up for your court case. Cause you're drinking in Bali and the, a tattoo. Yeah. And the court case is whether or not you killed civilians in Afghanistan. It's. And he rocks up and he's got a new tattoo of a swastika on his forehead yeah, or something and he's got a bintang singlet on yeah for his trial yeah that's and he's got all these medals hung up on the bintang singlet yeah that'd be so good yeah and this rocks up in thongs yeah oh fucking hell it's funny that's so fucking funny Apparently- I like that hat that has the corks but they're little like Maybe he has all the things on, like, all the war medals on the hat. Oh, yes! That's a fucking great look. 
Or what about all like the no? What if it's the ears of all the civilians he killed? Like he cut the ears off and kept them as trophies. That's so gross. Yeah, he is. You and he turned them into jerky. You want to know something else that was gross? So one of the guys that apparently him and his squad killed was an amputee, and he had a prosthetic leg. Uh, and they did a shoey out of it. That's exactly what they did. They took his prosthetic leg, took it back to their barracks, and drank beer out of it, which is disgusting. Like. Purely for the hygiene reasons, if nothing else. And then he also apparently pushed another dude off a cliff and that was how he killed another civilian. So, yeah, real kinds of like... like Is the shoey thing a war crime? I don't know. I think it was something to do with like keeping trophies of... Keeping trophies is a war crime. Okay. So... I don't know a lot about war crimes, to be honest with you. Well, it's very interesting what they call war crimes these days. Um, for example, um, the, in, in mechanized, in mechanized warfare, uh, there are targeting engagements. So let's say there's like a battle going on between tanks or no, a better example, fighter jets, fighter jets. So the, um, all like. The, the Americans are the only ones who do this. All countries that have fighter jets, when they apparently get into a dogfight with another one and they get a missile lock on another missile, they are programmed to... Their missiles are programmed to shoot the engines out of the jets. Now, the idea of this is so that uh, pilots can get a chance to, like, jettison from the jet and, you know... Uh, um, go to like go to earth basically in a parachute basically but american jets they are still one of the one of the only countries in the world with fighter jets that's targeting system targets the pilot in the cockpit oh because they want to kill the pilot and destroy the engine um because a pilot is even more difficult to replace than a jet apparently yeah because uh, years of training years of training so, and then they might quit. Yeah, and I I believe that's technically still a war crime, but America refuses to change it. Um, that does seem very American. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Very clever, mind you. Like, so just say no. Yeah, just say no. We're going to destroy both the equipment and the people in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very very interesting. Um, another interesting part about that was, did you know that until Israel invented their own tank, um, all engines on all tanks in, in the world were on the back of the tank? Right. Now, this is, this is where this, is, this gets interesting um, because they would put it on the back of the tank because it was like they didn't like that they wanted the tank to stay mobile, they wanted the engine to keep moving, like, no matter what fire came through it. But the Israelis' philosophy was different. They wanted to keep the men alive no matter what, not the tank moving. Um, and even though, uh, like, tank plating is ridiculously thick, like, shit can still get through it. But getting anything through an engine block is even, like, apparently more difficult. So, like, the odds of, like something strong enough to penetrate armor plating is like really difficult, but penetrating armor plating and an engine block is apparently impossible. Um, nothing on earth can do it. 
Well, at the time, nothing on earth could do it. This was like in the 60s. Um, And so, yeah, after that, everyone started like copying the same thing. And so, yeah, I thought that was interesting anyway. Hmm. War crimes. Yeah. Mm. (sighs) It's crazy to think how like 300 years ago, people were just committing like the worst possible shit. Yeah, it was just another Tuesday. Yeah. It's insane. Like the British Empire just going everywhere and fucking everything up. Yeah, we kind of gloss over that a bit, actually. How do you mean gloss over it? Like forget about it? Yeah, people just sort of forget. Um, like We joke about it, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty mad to see like how much they got away with. Like they just... They just really decimated the entire world, civilized it, and then, like, gave it all up. It seems something very funny to give up, though. Like, you put that much effort into getting the place, and then you decide to give it up. It's like, I don't agree with what they did, but I feel like if I was in the position of the uh, British Empire, I would like, fight a lot harder to keep what I had. Maybe it's just it's too much work. Maybe. Maybe. But everything's too much work to you, Martin. We've established this. I feel personally attacked. Mm. Am I wrong? No. Mm. Just got a message. We'll see if it's Shauna. Um, but, yeah, this this upcoming Wednesday in two days, I got my training... Uh, to figure out how to do road traffic control. Oh, yeah. So, you looking forward to that? Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's between eight to four for three days. Eight and four for three days? Between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Wow. So, eight-hour days. I mean, that'll be fun for you. And it's not like it will result in you having to take time off comedy, will it? No. So, when does that start? Uh, I don't know when the work starts, but the the training starts Wednesday to Friday, and that's it. It's, Wednesday, just, it's just the three day like crash course. Wednesday to Friday, this coming Wednesday. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh well, good luck. Best of luck to you. Yeah, I don't know if it's anything like the forklift stuff. You can't really fail. Um, is it in? Well, I don't know how you fail a traffic control. Uh, I'll find a way. <laughs> Hello, like, Martin, is the traffic coming? And I was like... Oh. <laughs> just sleeping. I'm asleep. Mm. Um, is the course in Northbridge? No, it's in Forestfield around the other oh. side of the airport. Ah, interesting, interesting. I was hoping it would be in Northbridge. Why? Uh, because I'd know where the course would be held then. In Northbridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty... That's where it would be held. Well... I know the course place that they would do it. There's only one real, like... Is it the TAFE? No, it's not the TAFE. It's the it's this place near Badlands Bar. Do you know where Badlands Bar is? No. Right, okay. Um, well, it's right to the... Oh, shit. It's right to the east end of Northbridge. you got to go real east, real far east. And, yeah, there's a bar and then you go a little bit further. There's Badlands Bar and then you go a little bit further and then there are these... these, these uh, course buildings and i did i believe my very first first aid course there oh and um 
I've done a few courses there since actually. And uh, yeah, I did my very first first aid course there. I believe I did a couple of other ones too. Yeah, I remember doing the first aid course, but I remember fuck all. Um, have you ever had to perform first aid? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. That's that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like lay, lay them on their side in the fetal position and scoop shit out their mouth or whatever. I remember I had to perform first aid one time. On who? On a girl uh, who was trying to kill herself. Okay. Um, and I kind I had to take charge of the situation a little bit, but like we had to transition at one point from going mouth to mouth to like chest compressions. And I don't know how it happened. So she'd taken pills and she had cut herself. And so we're all around trying to save her. But with like unbeknownst to me, I never found out how it got there. Because I don't think anyone put it there. I think she put it there. And somehow it just completely, we didn't notice until the ambulance rocked up. But there was a scarf tied really tight around her neck. It wasn't so tight that she wasn't breathing because she was still breathing when we found her. Like we had to do the stomach thing. And then, um, yeah, so that happened. And, but... I, I never found out if one of us put it around her neck or she did. I never found that out. And I'm very curious to know who thought it was a good idea to wrap a scarf tight around the neck while we are, like, trying to open up her airways. There was a cut on her neck, but it wasn't deep. And I felt like that could have just been done with, like, just pressure, not a scarf going around the entire fucking neck and wound really tight. Not... Critically tight, but like tight. It shouldn't have been there, basically. Did she die? No, she survived. Um, at least she was last time I checked. That was a few years ago. Uh, but yeah. Um, no, she was a bit crazy. My good friend at the time, one of my best friends was dating her at the time. And um, yeah. I remember I was with my girlfriend at the time. And we went and visited her in hospital afterwards and her mouth's all black because have you ever seen what they have to do to when they stomach pump people? No, I've never. This is interesting. So they pump like loads of black shit into the stomach and then suck it all out. It's really interesting. Um, but she had all this black shit on her, in her teeth and mouth from the stomach pump because it like stains and it's like a, it's like permanent marker. It takes a few times to wash out. But also, is it the black stuff to, like, uh, counteract the stomach acid or something so it doesn't fuck you up? Something like that, yeah. Basically, they put more stuff in the stomach so it's easier to pump out. Okay. You know, because if, you, if, you, if you've only got pills in your stomach and not much else, it's very difficult to pump out because, like, there's not much to suck on or siphon out, I think. So, they put more in there so it's easier to get what's in there out. That's how I think it works. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I remember my girlfriend, because my girlfriend at the time, before I had met her, had tried killing herself, like, twice. This was before I met her, mind you. I hope she's tried to kill herself since. Um, yeah. But um, I've already made that joke on stage. You've heard that joke multiple times, right? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway... Um, 
she went home and like fucking bawled her eyes out. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like our friend's alive. And she was like, I'm just flashing back to like, I can't stop thinking about when I was in that same scenario, yada, yada, yada. And in hindsight, what would have been really funny to have said would have been, Typical. You just have to make it about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she was making it about her. Yeah. Yeah. So we visited her in the hospital and then we visited her because they kept her in a, in a psych ward for a week under observation. Visited her both times and my ex girlfriend and my girlfriend at the time came back crying from both of them. And it was like... Oh, yeah, that, I really missed opportunity to say, you just have to make this about you. Shitty thing to say, but I don't know uh, why anyone's surprised I say shitty things at this point. Well, yeah, maybe after you said that, she would have actually killed herself. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, if you any got any problems, call the... Suicide the, hotline? Yeah, yeah. What if I get a job at the suicide hotline? And then I can say that thing, which is like, you should consider that more seriously. Yeah. Being like, here's some tips. I can send you some instructions on the best, on the most effective way to Here's a yourself. Bunnings has got a sail and rope. <laughs> um, uh, the, oh, you know where I find, this was interesting. You know what, like one of the most popular things to, like, uh, people cut themselves with is? Is it uh, shaving razors? Nearly. You're close, but not quite. It's the blade on a pencil sharpener. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, okay. Because it's only held in with a Phillips head screwdriver. Yeah. Take it out, and it's really fucking sharp. Yeah. Like this thing really cuts. Um, Because you think about. It can cut through wood. Exactly. You think about the way it cuts a pencil, it's pretty sharp. Yeah, and and into thin. Mm. Like it's not just like taking off bits, it's like like peeling an apple. Exactly. So it has to be really sharp. So that was something I found out. Like, I found that out about my ex. So she had all these cuts up her arms. And I was like, how did you. So many. How did you do this? And it's like, oh, this was from a pencil sharpener. I'm like, and I've never looked at a pencil sharpener the same way since. But very rarely do kids cut themselves on the pencil sharpeners, you know? So they're pretty well designed, I think. Well, you certainly can't do it by accident. Yeah. Yeah, because the the sharp end is like pointed inward or whatever. Mind you, I do feel like, I I wonder how small a finger would have to be. For, like, to you to jam it on someone's finger and twist it. It'd have to be a very small finger. Yeah. Mm. That'd be... That's a war crime. That is definitely a crime of some sort. <laughs> yeah. That can't be... That can't be good. Allowed. No, that should not be... No, that should not be explored. But, yeah. like, like, do you think you could fit your penis in there? It'd have to be a big pencil sharpener. <laughs> That's not what you would normally say. No, but the pencil sharpener holes are like tiny. Right. So, you, like, so you often criticise the size of your penis. Do you feel like you have a good amount of girth, but you, you're lacking in length? And first off, I think I know you're lying for a fact, but 
if you were to say yourself? Uh, no comment. Okay, fair enough. Um, I never committed those war crimes. Never committed that. That is what Ben Robert Smith should have said. Uh, that's so funny. He, like, just didn't know to shut his fucking mouth. Just didn't know. Like, yeah, and instead... Well, yeah, exactly, but I don't know. He seemed... He seems like a reckless dude. Ben Robert Smith. Yeah. Well, like the 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 incident where and they know what he did on the day because there was actually chest cam footage of it or like body cam footage of it. Oh, um, that's so stupid. Well, not not the war crime. Oh. I mean, there were there was war crime. There was there was body cam footage of other things he did, but they do they did have body cam footage from the event where he re- won his Victorian Cross. So apparently what he did is pretty brave when you describe it. It's like his squad was pinned down and he like single-handedly charged a machine gun position and killed all of the Taliban there and then charged the other Afghanistan position and killed all the Taliban there. What is this guy, the main character? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty main character sword. Dude, isn't he's got it? plot armor. Dude, like literally. How did one guy not shoot him? I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, and he did it apparently. He's all- running at them with that guy's leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started the day off with a protein shake from it. Oh. You'd want to wash that out pretty thoroughly, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, you just killed a guy. Yeah, but it's like a dude wears that on his fucking on the end of his stump. Yeah, but see. they wear like a sock. Still, you'd yeah, wanna... you want to wash it out. But then Australians just drink out of shoes, anyways. So. Yeah, look, we're not. I don't think we're known necessarily for our hygiene manners in Australia. What do you think we're best known for? War crimes at this stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mostly war crimes. Yeah. Um, Australians, what are they most known for? Bar- mullets would be up there. Mullets, mullets, barbecues. Barbecues. Yeah, shrimp. Shrimp. Um, Barbie. We're, I- not, we're not here to fuck spiders. Uh, rugby and AFL. I feel like we're pretty well known for that. We're not here to fuck spiders unless fuck they're daddy long legs. Unless they're daddy long legs. Um, oh, now I kind of want to do that. The croc hunter. Yes, crocodile. Which which one? Dundee or Steve Irwin? Steve Irwin. Yeah, right. I feel like people knew Dundee before they knew Irwin. Still one of the saddest things when you think about it, Steve Irwin dying. Yeah, Still... he died so young. Yeah, he was relatively young, wasn't he? And then was it Norm MacDonald that said he died to a fruity fish? The stingray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He described it as a fruity fish. I don't know how it's a fruity fish. <laughs> I don't know, but it's, like, this feels like a funny way to describe a stingray. I mean... It's kind of like a pancake with a spear. This is true. I mean, that's the way I would describe it, but I, don't, I still don't know how that's fruity. You know, that's like very, uh, very odd way to describe a stingray. It'd be weird getting a hug from a stingray. What, Bob first? Well, no, I mean, like... If or they what wrap, if it wraps itself around you? Wraps around you like a burrito. That'd probably feel really nice. Um, yeah, and then the barb goes up your ass. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how I didn't see that coming. I really should have. I'm trying to look up youngest person to have a heart attack. 
youngest person to have a heart attack. Yeah, well, he got his heart attacked. Yeah, he did. Like, the barb went right through it, apparently. Apparently, he said something, like, right before he died because, like, this is crazy. When you get stabbed through, apparently the barb snapped off. Oh, well, he's fully fucked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because he was only half fucked when it stabbed through his heart. Yeah, he could have made it. (sighs) Once it snapped, they're like, you're fully fucked, mate. have a heart attack. Um, That sounds like such an Australian doctor thing to say. (laughs) You're fully fucked. If I get cancer, I want um, my doctor to come and say, you're fully fucked. (laughs) (laughs) It has nothing to do with all the gay sex you've been having. (laughs) You got cancer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you, is there a time in your life where you have felt fully fucked? Not really, but I once had a premise where I talked about how, like, I like confetti. Um. Uh, but I think it's, like, wasted on, like, a gender reveal party. Right. It should be used to reveal... Like, really, ne- like, put a nice little uh, bit of pizzazz on a negative reveal. Right. Like, what if... Wouldn't it be cool if your doctor came in and he was like, you're fully fucked. And then he threw some confetti and was like... I don't know, I think it'd be nice. And nice, you think? Jesus. Yeah, it adds a bit of pizzazz. I mean... Or, well, the original joke was... Uh, your girlfriend comes in and she's like, I've been cheating on you. It's a boy. It's a boy. I, I mean, a man. Yeah, fucking I'm going up. to jail. What do you think is the wor- the the um, lesser of the two evils? Being cheated on, your girlfriend cheating on you with a woman or your girlfriend cheating on you with a man? What about a boy? Because both have happened to me. <laughs> oh. Uh. Uh, I don't know. Woman seems less... Because they didn't get dicked. Yeah, but like, I don't know. That was a weird one because... Because the woman had a dick. Well, no. um, It wasn't quite 2020 yet. This was back in... Jesus, when was this? This was... Fuck, I want to say 2017, 2018. But like, yeah, it was a house party. And... I was really fucking tired from the day because I had like a massive day at work. I remember it so distinctly because I didn't break up with her even after the fact. Um, Because you were so tired. Well, I'm probably getting into something I shouldn't go. I won't go into too much detail, but basically, um, yeah, well, I was so tired I went to bed semi-early for a party. Like, I think I was in bed by 11 p.m. and everyone was kicking on. But yeah, apparently, like, uh, um, my girlfriend at that time just fully took my other friend's girlfriend into a toilet and just ate her out. Um, and yeah, my other friend felt fucking shitty about it at the time. And I felt shitty about it at the time. And apparently, a little while ago, she tried this. We're not together anymore, but she's with another guy now. So, she's with another guy and she tried this on my other friend's girlfriend uh, again. So, it was like, she's a culprit uh, twofold for this. So, like, yeah, that was a weird one. 
I don't know why I stayed with her after that. Probably just out of loneliness. Yeah, you're like, well, mm. still in it at the moment. Yeah. Just keep doing it. Yeah, but it's then convenient. I. Yeah, but then my last partner cheated on me with a man. And, uh, yeah, that was weird. You know what's crazy was? I've seen. Because the first guy she cheated on me with, we went to high school together and we were in cadet camp together. And I am pretty sure I've seen his penis. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, I, I confidently say it's smaller than mine. You're pretty sure you've seen his penis? Yeah, yeah. Pretty what, sure. What do you mean? <laughs> well, exactly that. We were room... Before that, that fucked up friendship came to an end, we were roommates. We went to high school together. We uh, were really, really good friends. Um, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a smaller penis than me. The guy my last partner cheated on me with, I found out they were... Uh, she was cheating on me because I saw a video of it. And I, so I, I know for a fact he has a smaller penis than me. This is not a hunch. Very confidently say he has a smaller penis than me. So it was very weird that I was cheat Like, and that makes me feel even shittier because it's like. It's not the, the, the sex. It's not the sex. It's the personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Damn, it's like, I must be such a piece of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> oh, fuck, I love you, Martin. <laughs> but yeah, that one's stung, like, pretty bad. Mm. Yeah, because it's so small, it's like a needle. Yeah. That's why <laughs> But then, yeah, to be cheated on with two dudes and then a chick... So two dudes who have smaller penises. One I know has a smaller penis. The other one I'm confident has a smaller penis. And then the chick who has no penis at all. It's mm. like, hmm, that uh, that felt good in no way possible. <laughs> yeah, there has to be something in this idea. Yeah, like I don't know what. But... Yeah, it's just, it, it goes to, sh well, I mean, I, I guess I'm saying that it's like, wow, I really must be a piece of shit. Mm. But then also, it's on them, they cheated on you. Yeah. Because yeah. they could have just as easily broken up with you and then fucked someone. Yes, yes. So, what you're saying is we should uh, kill them in vengeance <laughs> or... Yes. Both of the people that cheated on me? That's the only way that this can end. Yes. Okay. Copy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of them is still in Perth. The other one is down in Bunbury. So, actually, you know what? I probably shouldn't say that uh, because one of the girls who cheated on me is now with a cop. But it's kind of like bad luck to her because this is a horrible thing to say. But, oh, no, I can't even say, No, I'll say that off air. Um, yeah, no, I can't say that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we will not go killing those people. 
No. Yeah. But I do feel like, is it the most natural... We'll not go killing, but that's a weird way to start. Well, look, I do feel like you didn't care about her. Like, if, if you cared about a relationship enough, maybe you didn't do everything right, but you cared about it. You cared about it enough. Um... And your partner fucks you over or hurts you badly. I do feel like there should be an urge. Like, it's over in an instance. It's over in a flash. You sleep it off. But there should be a small period of time where there's a desire to kill them, no? Like, just the smallest period of time. You sleep through it. You don't follow through with it. I don't know. Maybe my partners have never done anything so bad where I want to kill them. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe I've just been dating pieces of shit. Actually, you know what? I have. I have been dating pieces of shit. And you know what's really, really bad? I f- this is the ba- the bit where like, I feel really bad. There were nice people around the same time I started seeing that person who wanted to date me. And I wish I felt as strongly for those people... Yeah, maybe you'd be married or something. Maybe I'd be. Maybe I wouldn't be in comedy. Yeah, mm, you that- would be a well-adjusted <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah, with not so much emotional baggage. Yeah. Oh man, fuck. But there's nothing worse than uh, still being in contact with like an ex. That's the real baggage. Yeah. Oh, you still talk to him? No, God, no. That oh. I was. Pff, no shit, no. Uh, you just keep a track of them so you can kill them at some point. Well, like, no, I don't. Like, I delete. I'm the, I'm the smart one. I block them on the social medias. I delete their numbers. I delete their messages. I delete any form of contact I can have with them. So, I, I like, and I do that so because I know I'll be tempted to message them later. And I don't want the temptation. I delete photos. I delete literally everything, you know. You shouldn't leave a trace to an ex should mm. should end it like it's over it's done with you never have to do it again yeah that's the smart move but i feel like there's also uh yours do you ever get the feeling like you because you cared for them at some point mm. so you sort of there's always a tiny part of you that still likes them yeah, uh, totally. You like a memory. Yeah, totally. You know You're what? Like, that's a positive memory, or that was a nice time. The first ex, even though she cheated on me twice, uh, once that you know, possibly, of. yeah, definitely once, very possibly twice. Um, if I saw her now, I'd probably have a totally amicable conversation with her and be like, hey, "How are you?" Yeah, glad to see you're doing well. Actually, she's not doing well. I've heard some shit happen to her recently. Glad to see you got a partner. Are yeah. you cheating on them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second ex, probably not so much. Probably not so much. But you know what? That might be a time thing. Because I feel like the reason why I could have an amicable conversation with my ex now is because it's been so long. I could, like, I'm, the temper has sort of gone down you know what i mean the wound is not as fresh exactly you know that's why people um that's why people are starting to stop care about stop caring about the holocaust because it's fading out of living memory yeah Mm. people that were in it are no longer around exactly yeah and that's why people don't care about the armenian genocide anymore i don't even know what that is Uh, armenian genocide was something that happened before and during World War One, 
where um, the Turks systematically uh, killed uh, Armenians. That sounds like a war crime. Yep, definitely a war crime. Turks still deny it to this day. Turks will not admit to it. If you commit regular crime during a war, is it then a war crime? It's so weird. I actually read, because I was very interested by it when the whole Ben Robert Fitzsmith thing started. I googled lots of things up like what constitutes a war crime and things like that. Uh it's it's surprising that there are some things that I read in the doctrine which is just like oh this is very clearly a bad thing to do, and then there are some very grey areas where I feel like this is like uh, something I feel like which is very difficult to police and very difficult to condemn. Yeah, like, like having sex with a camel. Or- well, yeah, that's one. But for one, there's this thing where like. I don't think it's something that's taken super seriously because it's not something that's brought up a lot. But basically, there's this thing called like there's this thing called excessive force. So you've heard of the famous Barrett fifty cal sniper rifle. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's yeah, it's a massive sniper rifle that like just obliterates anything it touches. And it's got that rectangular thing on the end. Yes. 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 Um, it destroys anything it touches. Now, the apparently there's something saying that it cannot be fired directly upon a human body. It can only be fired upon, uh, like, vehicles and buildings where enemies are residing, but it cannot be fired directly upon an individual. Now, I believe there have been violations of that law, but they did not condemn it because the scenario that they found themselves in was so difficult. Like, they they, they needed they to die. use it or they were going to die. So, that's why they didn't condemn it. So... Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you close your eyes, is it a war crime? Mm. Somehow, I don't think that adds up. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, it's not a war crime. Yeah, I I don't think so. No. Yeah. Mm. If you close your eyes and then shoot the gun. If you close your eyes and then pull the trigger. Yeah. Mm. Um, Jesus takes the wheel. Jesus takes the wheel. Jesus gets fined for war crimes. <laughs> uh, I died for your sins. Remember, child, the world hated me before it hated you. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes down and he touches your lips. And yeah, you are forgiven mm, for this crime. Mm. Anyway, see you later, bro. Yeah. He's a... You know who was an interesting person? Jesus. Well, yes, but it's not what I was going to say. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I thought you were going to say the burning bush. Oh, no. Um, Mark Wahlberg, because, like, I thought he had just uh, blinded a Vietnamese person in one eye, and I thought that was, like, his infamous thing that he went to, like, juvenile detention for. But, no, he did something other than that, too. Like... Because, like, there's this whole redemption arc around him, like, how he was, like, he was a struggling rapper who, like, was really racist when he was young and went through drug addiction. But then, you know, he found Jesus and turned his life around. And now he's, like, an Oscar-nominated actor and really successful. One of the biggest stars in the world. Yada, yada, yada. Right? Yeah. Well, blinding the Vietnamese man was only just one of the things he did. 
apparently him and like 10 of his friends from Boston like harassed like four black kids on their way home from school and threw rocks at them and called them the n-word and told them to get out of the neighborhood Damn. and this was back in the 80s um oh it was normal back then yeah yeah different times um but uh but still horrific still horrific but normal at the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah at the time it was okay yeah ish yeah well, it's not that it was okay at the time, it's just it was forgivable at the time. Yeah, people kind of just turned a blind eye, especially that Asian guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, perfect. Uh, um, but yeah, it's so weird, like, he just seems like, yeah, he, he he's floated through that so easily. And like... It's being brought up in modern day media, but like he just seems to breeze through it so easily. It's it's mad. It's like Is he a Jew? No, he's Irish Catholic. Oh. If he was a Jew, it would probably make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up and not me. Yeah. I've been told uh, I've been told by someone, someone you know, and be like, You bring up the Jews a lot and I'm like, I can't help it. Um, yeah, because they sponsor this pod. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they really condone it and love it. Yeah, and that's why our the list- merchants guild. That's why our listenership is steadily on the rise. Because we're paying off our Jewish overlords. Well, they're paying us off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but does it ever frighten you how how little amount of money it would take for you to sell out? I don't think it frightens me. Like, Sell out for what? Okay. Um, a Chinese sweatshop. Oh, like to invest in it? Yeah. Or, or you mean just like buy clothes? Yeah, like wear clothes and sponsor clothes that are made from a, from a Chinese sweatshop. Yeah. 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 It, doesn't, uh, it doesn't frighten me. But actually, maybe it does. Um, do, 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 do. oh, Sean is on his way. He's just stopping at a bottle of bottle. Oh, I see. Yeah. Will yeah. Be- well, it, it kind of reminds me, I was trying to make a joke work once, which was, I was thinking about how, um, smartphones mm-hmm. are very similar to the kids that make them. Okay. Go on. Cause in the sense that they're like. They don't last long? Well, they're overworked and, like, underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main difference is is that we care when a phone dies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it was too much. Um, but it's true. It is incredibly true. The problem true. is it's true but very dark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you have to try for those types of comedies sometimes, don't you? Yeah. But it had a message behind it. I feel like you're really coming into... Because I feel like I went through a very dark, dark period with my style of comedy. Um, who, who's talking periods? I haven't been doing comedy long enough to have a period. But I definitely went through a time where, like, every set I was leaning into very dark stuff. And now I feel like I've refined it back a little bit. Not out of any kind of apology. I'm not sorry. Like, I still think those jokes are funny. And I, I've seen them work and crush at rooms, but, like, I've just kind of diversified my material. But I feel like you are 
the style of comedy I see from you is becoming darker and darker. Well, I think that's actually my real, what I think is funny. Right. Interesting. Do you think a lot of the other less, like more lighter stuff that you jokes you make, do you think that's not funny? Oh, I think structurally they're funny. They get a laugh. Right. But I don't think they're very funny. You don't think they're funny to you? you yeah, they're not something. funny to me. They're funny to audiences. Right. Which is who we're trying to make laugh at the end of the day. Yeah. But like, isn't that the isn't that the art form making the audience laugh at what we find funny? Yeah, which is tough because I think fucked up shit is funny. Yeah, but I think the audience does too. But the 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 trick is getting them to admit it. Yeah. You know, they find it funny too, but they're scared to admit it. Well, you have to surprise them enough where yeah. they laugh at something that's fucked up, mm. but before they can be like, ooh. You know, that's something that I really like doing is like going down one route and turning it like on itself a little bit. You know who else I've seen do that but and is really good at it? Well, there's, there's two comedians that come to mind. One is Dave Chappelle and... Shout out to our local scene. Another comedian who I, I've only seen him do it, but when it, when it, when I saw him do it, it really struck me. Another one who's really good at doing that is Xavier. Um, yeah. Like I, I did see him do that one time. Nick Mullen too is really good at that. Like going down one route with a joke, but then one eighteen it in another direction. Yeah. So yeah, it's very it's very good like that. Hmm. Yeah, I think that those are the best kinds of jokes where you've like built all this tension mm. and then you relieve it mm. by doing a 180. Yeah, it's good. Mm. There has to be a turn, I think. Otherwise, you're kind of just saying fucked up shit. Yeah, absolutely. Which can be funny too. It's crazy how some comedians get away with that. Corey White, shout out. Yeah, but it's all very well written. Oh, amazingly so. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's bring the episode to that. Um, guys, Sunday slouches every Sunday at 7.30. Uh, it is going to be a big one uh, this coming Sunday. We had a break off for the public um, holiday long weekend, but we are back strong this week. Um, so please come down and support the room. Um, I am taking a break from stand-up, probably two, maybe three weeks. But Martin is still going strong. You can catch him at ECC... Uh, this Tuesday, which will be the Tuesday this releases, if I get this episode sent off today, which I can do. Um, you don't have to. It doesn't matter. No, I will. Um, other than that, I don't think we have anything. Anything you want to plug? No, not particularly. Okay. Please follow the podcast on Spotify if you listen. It really... that That is something that actually I was, like, give studying... Give it a rating. Well, I was... Give it a rating, too. That would help. But, like, I was studying the algorithm and apparently, like, even though we're getting streams, our follower needs our followers needs to be more. Um, um, and that really helps the algorithm. It's very weird how people I talk listen to on the podcast. Like, people, they say they, they, we listen to the podcast regularly, but they don't actually follow it. Money, uh, I don't feel like a lot of people follow things on Spotify. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm. But that helps, apparently, guys. So, please follow it. Um... Yeah, so that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.